The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to St. Luke The crowd arose and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said so. And Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no crime in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad. For he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him. He was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by vehemently accusing him. And Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. And then arraying him in gorgeous apparel, they sent, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is perverting the people. After examining him before you, behold, I do not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. Therefore, I will chastise him and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas. A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they shouted out, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no crime deserving death. Therefore, I will chastise him and release him. But they became more urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, whom they asked for. But Jesus, he delivered up to their will. As they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people, and of women who bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. But weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never gave suck. And then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. 
For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place which is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him vinegar and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour. And there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the multitudes who assembled to see the sight, when they saw what had taken place, returned home, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance and saw these things. Open your word to our hearts, O Lord, and our hearts to your word, that we may see ourselves for who we are and see you for who you are, and that we may give you thanks and praise. Amen. How many of you children have ever done something great? Something just really great. First hand up, just right there. Good job. (laughs) How many of you children have done something that you should not have done? Adults, anyone? A lot of the same hands when I saw Ask the Children. Now, adults, you know that you have done lots of great things, but you also know how to be modest. But uh, not everyone has learned that yet. And so uh, we have some honest folks who have said, 
Uh, yes, I've done something great, but they also honestly held their hand up again saying, I have done something that I should not have done. When I was uh, a, a boy, every summer, the real delight of my heart was I got to go to summer camp. And I can remember the, uh, the first year, the end the closing campfire camp, they had this rattle, and they, I was seven years old, and they, and they went around and they shook over a few, a few guys, and uh, whoever, you know, the counselors from each cabin would shake it over, and that would, whoever they shook it over, that was the honor camper. And I sat there, and I didn't get an honor camper that, that year. I didn't even know there was such a thing. So I, but I vowed, if I come back, I'm going to get honor camper. And so every year, I would try and try to get uh, honor camper, and I did finally get it. It took me several years, but um, uh, but there was one year in particular where I was really close, and I man, I got up early and I swept the cabin, and I made sure all my clothes were in my trunk before everybody else, and I would sometimes volunteer to help the guys clean who were cleaning the toilet, and I would um, uh, if somebody needed something done. A whole two weeks of camp, I was going to get honor camper, and and. Um, and and because because and that's why I was doing it. It wasn't because I cared about sweeping or anything. I just but I wanted to get wreck. I wanted the rattle to shake over me. And so, um, and and so I uh, was working really hard for these things. But there was one day, and I and I really I can remember it so well. Um, that uh, there was a camper in our in our um, in our cabin. His name was Kareem, and he was from Jacksonville, Florida. And Kareem. For whatever reason, I don't really exactly remember what the reason was, but I remember there was something uh, where we decided we were going to tease Kareem, and Kareem started to cry, which made it that much more fun, I'm sad to say. And we chased him, and he ended up locking himself in the bathroom, and we continued to knock on the door and call his name out, Kareem, Kareem. I don't know what, remember what we were saying. But the counselor walked in. I went back to sweeping again. Um, and the other count, we had two counselors. The counselor who did not catch me, and the other and the other folks. And once I realized that I'm called, of course I was like, "Kareem, man, we're just playing. I'm just really sorry. I know what it's like to get teased. I get teased all the time at home, and I'm really sorry." But I knew, I knew, Honor Camper was. I was a, that was a glim hope at that point, and and I did not get it. And what I, the, the counselor came to me and he, he said, the other counselor came and said, I really wanted to give you honor camper. Um, but, and I hope you'll come back next year and really, really try for it. But, but you didn't get it because of the episode with, with Kareem. And, um, and the other counselor, see, I remember all of this. His name was Thurston. He was wearing a blue shirt. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and Thurston, who I ended up being friends with, he, he said, you, you didn't, you couldn't get honor camper for that. Sometimes we do good things. And sometimes we do good things for the wrong reasons. And sometimes we do bad things. There's a tension uh, in our lives. And we see that in our liturgy. Did you, did you notice, children uh, and, and adults as well, that as we walked in, we walked in and we were waving palm branches and everybody's excited because Jesus is coming in and we're singing Hosanna. And then I got to read this really long thing about Jesus being crucified. And in both of those, there was a crowd. 
And it's kind of hard to determine in the Bible whether or not it was the exact same people. But it is clear that the Gospel writers aren't concerned with whether or not it was the same people in the crowd. What, the, what their concern is, and certainly what our liturgical uh, service is concerned with, is that the crowd does two things in the same service. They praise God, they bless the name of Jesus, Hosanna, and they call out, crucify Him. Crucify Him. Two things. One crowd. Our lives are like that crowd. A lot of times. We praise God on Sunday. We profane His name uh, Monday through Saturday. And we may not do it overtly, we may not call for His crucifixion with our words, but what our hearts want is what we want and not what God wants. It is, it's, in fact, it's, it's hard. I don't know if, if any of you kids, probably your parents have, have watched the, um, the Lord of the Rings movies and there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a character in there. When you, kids, when you get older, you, you should watch this because it is... Um, there's this incredible character in there. He doesn't have much hair. He doesn't really wear a lot of clothes. And he talks real funny. And then sometimes he's really sweet. And the sweet part of him is named Smeagol. And he's leading, his, he's leading uh, the hobbits. They have this incredible journey because they have to take this important ring, to, to very powerful ring, beautiful ring. They have to t- the hobbits have to take this ring to be destroyed. And Smeagol is their guide. But Smeagol has a has a dark side within him. And that dark side has a name, and that name is Gollum. And the movie is amazing because it, it actually, you, you see both, it's, like, it's almost like two different people, but what you realize is it's the same person. And Gollum wants the ring for himself. Gollum needs to have that ring. He's, he's almost addicted uh, to the ring. He has to have it. And there's this incredible tension between Smeagol and Gollum in this, in this one character. In the end, the one who wants his way, wants what he wants, Gollum, uh, wins. It's kind of a sad thing, but it's an incredible depiction of that part of us that where we want one thing, uh, we want to be good on one hand, but we, we also kind of want, to want what we want, even if that makes it be bad. There is a, um, there's a book called The Big Book, and I have a lot of friends who read this book. I don't get to read it very often. Um, there's a group called um, AA, and this group AA, they, they had this big book. And, this is, and those guys know a lot about uh, what it means to need something but not be, and it not be able to not go after it. This is what they says in the big book. It says, If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. We found that such codes and philosophies did not save us no matter how much we tried. Oh, we could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. 
I want these friends of mine who read this book, they found the same thing that Gollum found and the same thing that I found in camp that summer is that I couldn't quite get uh, what I wanted. What I really wanted to be was accepted. And I wanted to be uh, to go after uh, honor camper to be accepted. But there was a moment when I had to use, I had to put somebody else down in order to be accepted. There's a moment when Gollum and Smeagol decide that they're going to go after the thing. What this this condition, this human condition, is a part of our sin. And what we need is we don't need somebody telling us, uh, "Be better, be nicer." Sometimes we do need those things. But what we really need is Jesus. What we really need is the cross. Because before God. Our sin is apparent. Our sin is separating us from God. And what happened on the cross was that Jesus took our separation and gave us His relationship with the Father. What happened on the cross was that we who were rightly away from God get to be sons and daughters of God. And Jesus was cast out. In fact, Jesus went to hell. So that you wouldn't have to. And the reason He did that is because He loves you so much. That He loves not just people, not just, not just humanity, which He does, but He loves you. And you. And you. He loves you by name. He knows the hairs on your head. And He died so that what, he, what that death meant was separation from God so that you wouldn't have to. Because you are an honor camper in His book. Not because of how great you sweep, but because of Jesus. Jesus is the honor camper. And He has put that title on you because He loves you. And for that we say thanks be to God. Amen.